Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Welcome back to the uh, Maryland Bobcast, everybody. It's nice to have you here. Uh, what night is it? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Who do we have here? You have Alex and Jake. Hello. Coming in from where in, uh, where in the world right now? Uh, El Paso, Texas. It's uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's only 722 here, so I'm not very tired. Yeah, and it is 922 just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Your uh, your air quality is probably quite nice right now, isn't it, Jake? Because we don't have any of that. Alex, well, here is there was a giant, giant sandstorm today, so huh? yeah, geez, what's the dust ball coming back now, too? It's just it's every day, exotic El Paso weather. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your air quality. I wonder if I, we looked it up how much uh, it is against Maryland per day. I bet, I bet we have better air quality than you out there. It's all dry and shit. Yeah. Dusty. Well, there's a day doesn't go by where there's not like a, uh, like a landfill fire in Juarez. <laughs> so it's just, you'll, you'll see it like out in the distance as you're driving on the freeway. It's just a giant plume of smoke and they let it burn for like three days straight. A landfill fire, you say? Wow, just burning shit in a landfill, huh? Wait a second, why are you talking about Nisa like that? It's more <laughs> landfill fire. And, uh, did you guys hear the big news? No. Messi is American now, or did I read that news wrong? No, he's American now, I believe. Yeah, he's going to play for the USMNT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, b- I believe. I believe that's what's happening. Yeah, he can put he's going to. He's going to play in that. He's going to play in that weird-ass pink stadium. Yeah. I can't believe it's happening. I'll probably I, – I mean I, – I don't believe – I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, they, he's getting he's getting Apple, Apple TV Plus money. He's getting Adidas shirt money. I think he's getting money on, on jersey sales just from MLS. Those Apple subscription numbers are probably shooting up right now. I bet they're making a lot of money. Yeah, they were giving it away for free. I got it. Like, I'm not going to turn down free shit. I'm not going to watch MLS probably, but I'm not going to turn down free shit either. T-Mobile said, you know, do you want it for free? And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll take it. So I have free MLS package now. Did you guys see like the, the people posting the stadium seat numbers since the announcement? DC went from selling out like 60% of their stadium. Like last I checked, I'm pretty sure they're sold out for the July 7th game, which he's not even going to play in. That's oh, why no. the other, uh, he might start and, like, they're, and they're selling, really? they're selling. Yeah. See, they said August earlier, mm. August but here's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to see him for a little while in MLS. And then I think he's going to get loaned to Barca. That's what I've heard rumors of, but I don't think I think Barca, he's going to get loaned loaned to Barca and then he's going to be gone again. Well, that's that's what they did with Beckham. Beckham came to Galaxy and immediately went out on loan like he was going to play Champions League with AC Milan. And yeah. that's why him and Donovan almost, you know, came to blows. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Messi would get Champions League with with Barca in the fall. But if he's doing well, he wouldn't want to leave Barca as the so I'm looking now at the DC, the DC um, United game against Inter Miami on the on July 8th. Um, 
There are a lot. There's probably 15 sections that are sold out completely now. And then pretty much every other one is 20 seats or under. Mm. And then like the supporter section that you can normally get for 30 a piece, they're being resold for anywhere from 150 to 500. Gee whiz. How, and as how much long? as I love my BPS, my BPS folks, I am not paid five hundred dollars. I can't afford to see Messi. It's Ugh. it's gonna uh, it'll fade out just like almost any other big edition. He did. I don't post, know. It is Messi. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I just can't see them, especially like if they because they're gonna make they're gonna make they're gonna become a super team from what I understand. Like Busquets is coming. Uh, Di Maria is coming. Sergio Biscuits. Yeah, Sergio Biscuits. He's my favorite. They're gonna bring in a whole bunch of his homies, and there'll be a super team for a little bit, and then everyone will get tired of the product again. I believe. Well, it'll be a, like when Zlatan came over. Like it was cool as shit for a couple of weeks, and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot this guy doesn't need to be in the MLS. Yeah. They interviewed mm-hmm. Messi a little while ago, and he literally said. I had to continue my path, and my path led me to America. Why? Well, yeah, <laughs> no he, reason. The only reason he's in Miami is because Barca is so fucking stupid with their money. That's the only reason. They, they've they sold off TV rights to try to get players in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Gavi or Javi? However you pronounce it. G-A-V-I, their superstar young midfielder. They just, they just locked him up again with a $1 billion do the Dr. Evil one billion dollar release clause. Like their their money is so jacked up that they couldn't get him. He's made comments actually today saying uh Barca was where I wanted to be. It didn't work out. I'm going to Miami. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a great get for the MLS, especially when Saudi Arabia is all of a sudden picking up steam. They don't just have live PGA tour merger going on. They are yeah, controlling the soccer world by buying massive names like Kareem Benzema, and I I saw Riyad Mahrez is Conte there. Yep. So it's uh yeah it's crazy. It, I I thought I w- I thought we would see Messi there maybe like a Messi Ronaldo situation with all the money going on. So it is crazy He's in the in the U.S. I think the I think the ownership possibility was tempting to Messi more so right. than like I think it's. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like the royal family controls those teams in Saudi Arabia. So it's like you're not going to ever own one of those teams. They're not going to let you. Right. So you're just going there as a very highly paid employee. Yeah. <laughs> very, very highly paid. The the Beckham deal, that was the that was what was the, the best part of that deal for him. When he came over, he ended up getting Miami, I think, for like $35 million. So that, cheap, yeah. Yeah, that, that thing is blown up to like $600 million at this point. David Tepper yeah. bought Charlotte or the the Clit Commanders. Um, they uh, he paid I think somewhere in the area like five hundred. Was it five hundred million or was it three hundred twenty five? So one of those numbers sounds familiar, but it was like it's a lot of fucking money. But he's going to get a team. I don't know where he's going to put it. Hell, maybe he brings the Bobcats up to MLS. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of the Bobcats, it's been uh, eight minutes of complete nonsense in the MLS world and all that chaos, but we're here to talk about the Bobcats. Uh, so what do we got? We're coming off of a CFC loss away. Then we beat LA force at home. And then we lost to CFC again, 
but this time at home in a 2-1 loss where everybody played much better. So, yeah, so uh, Jake and I ran the uh, Bobcast Live with uh, – ran the Bobcast Live there with uh, Dan Creel and a couple of other folks. And, I mean, the the, the boys looked like shit in that game. Um, that I, I don't know about you, Jake, but I feel like that game away at Chatta should have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. It, it felt like it should have been much worse. Um, they couldn't string passes together. You saw a lot of discussion of it on Twitter and through our handle and stuff that, that they couldn't string passes together. That it felt like they weren't connected. It was it was very unnerving to watch because I was kind of just like, okay, here we fucking go. We're going to back down. It's going to be a shit show. Um, we're going to drop off the top of the table, that kind of thing. And then uh, coming home to L.A. Force, um, that was a Wednesday game, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. So I was I was live at that one. Um, it, it, was an, it was a good game. They looked better. Um, they should have done much better against L.A. Force. Um, I, I felt like, I, I don't know. I felt like they could have done more. I'm starting to grow tired of I don't, players. I, I disagree are, with that being a negative game. It was, uh, a I don't think it was a negative we, game. We played stars, CFC, LA force, CFC. Like they could have easily got down on themselves and they still got that victory. So I credit yeah. the team a lot for the, uh, LA force victory in between all this chaos, you know, bullshit. The CFC sandwich, so to speak. I don't think it was a negative game per se. I just, I there were things that I saw that Jake and I noticed while watching the live stream that we kind of talked to each other about, like players not going after balls when they were passed off. Like, not every pass is going to come straight to you. Sometimes you're going to have to move to get to the fucking ball. You're talking about a player specifically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Call him out. Because we I always feel like constantly. I so feel like Darwin is the player we're it, talking it about. It feels like sometimes time. Darwin doesn't want to be there. It feels I like I, I, mean, I said he, it to, and well, I don't know if it's a frustration with the team, and like you, the pass should be coming to me. I shouldn't have to go after it. Um, yeah, the passes should be crisper, but like it, uh, it when a ball is coming to you and it's not tracking to you well. You can move towards that. Oh, get the ball. Yeah. yeah. Get the ball. He's a bad player. That being said, he's our only attacking option that makes dangerous moves on a consistent basis. Yeah. So he cannot I mean, we need him. It's the ball a little bit. I think um, Filerman being out can have something to do with that as well, where it's not – the job isn't as easy as it was with Filerman. But – What's what's with Jimmy right now? I'm gonna message him. I forgot to message him the other day. Let's see what happens. But yeah, I, I do agree. I do agree with Alex. Um, there are times where Darwin looks like uninterested, and it's it's a bummer because he is super talented. And I, I can I can kind of understand where he's getting from because like there's times where he's tired. He's yeah, it's got to be exhausting. Yeah. Has he subbed out in any game? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, he subbed out late, I think. Oh, yeah, late, late switches. We have to look that up. 
the the thing that I saw that was a big plus, <clears throat> um, a lot of inclusion from Nicholas Laculia. Um, he's looking good. He had a goal to start that match off of a fucking stunning pass from Alex Sutton. Um, Alex Sutton booted it from his own box, uh, put it onto Laculia's chest, five five yards outside of the eighteen yard box, and. And goalie came out from LA Force trying to play it and missed it, and Lacoulia just hammered it home. Um, that was a that was a nice couple of plays. We've been saying for weeks now we want to see more over the top. We want to see more driven balls the length of the field, and we're seeing it a little more often in the last couple of days, in the last couple of matches. So that's a that's a plus sign. Um, our uh, our front our number nine has rotated a bit. As of yeah. too, so we haven't seen Caleb in a while. It looks like uh, Tom, Tom. Yeah, Malik Tom's getting more time. Correct, yeah. which yep. is nice. Um, I I really want to see Iker Bustamante up front. Not he doesn't need to be up top. I mean, I just want to see him on the on the pitch. Yeah, yeah I feel like he's a I ball. feel like he's a spark plug. I like um, uh, Pierre Richard though. I think yeah, he, I think he's really good. Richard is Richard is really really good. I like him a yes, lot. He's really good. I'm uh, very happy to see him. I think Manny yeah. then takes probably a back seat when Duke comes back, right? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, another guy who's really because we we kept talking about the left side, the left side, the left side. Um, Via Toro is really good. Like he had, I believe it was against. I think it was against Chattanooga. He kind of got on the ball and just popped it up and over, and it landed right at uh, Darwin's foot, like on the run. It was beautiful. Where he needs it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with Jack Viatoro, or as the Chattanooga announcer called him, Elmer Jack. Elmer Jack. (laughs) That's one thing. Tiny, tiny gripe, tiny – why can't I think of the word? What's the what's the thing we do? Pause in here to see how long it takes to get. No, no, no. What's the thing we do <laughs> at the end? Why can't I think of what it's called? Rant. Shit. Rant. Yeah. yeah. Tiny rant. Get your like. It pisses me off so much. At the plex, they're still announcing the wrong name for him. He yeah, goes by Jack. Acceptable. The media guide says Jack. Maybe Kalen has told us shit says Jack, and we're getting Elmer. Yeah, I understand that's his name, but if he goes by Jack, call him Jack. And it, yeah. it just frust- it frustrates me when it's uh the the home crowd mislabeling it too. Yes, all very. But I do I do like I. With that being said, I do like that the Bobcats are doing game announcements and stuff like that now because that used to not be the case and i think I mean, that, that how are the crowd it. the last uh although time out i do want to go back to the players real quick so we were on a little yeah player uh role there i thought drew wivel played really well in the yes he did chattanooga game i thought because I, I was dogging him a little bit earlier in the season but i thought he just looked fantastic uh the, the, the first ball, chattanooga game energy. or the second second I didn't see – I didn't actually – I don't think I watched much of the first Chattanooga game. This one I went back and watched. I think they, yeah, I they, think they connected like four passes once. That's what I heard. Yeah. So, then, uh, so, 
Yeah, what, where else in the field? Like, how's the back line looking to you right now? With, uh, I feel like the Richard, I feel like we're seeing Mansoor seeing pairing. a really, really strong year from Mansoor. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a really strong year from Richard Forca. Absolutely, uh, I'm very impressed with him. Um, and his sister always comes and sits in the brigade section and pounds on a drum. You can see a nice. Forca jersey in the crowd from the stream. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> right. Bad. She sits right in the front with us. Yeah, that's cool. How are the crowds? Uh pretty good. The Wednesday was kind of light. Um, was that Wednesday a bad weather? I can't remember. No, it's beautiful. I think that Wednesday was like stunning, um, but there was no beer. Yeah, no beer. Which was a downfall. Yeah, but I gotta toss a um, proud assist to the boys from Steesburger. Um, Because they put a case of beer inside of their uh, storage bin and took it inside through security for us. So we had a whole case of beer in our section. Nice. Yeah. So if anyone from the the Bobcats or the Plex are listening, you didn't hear that shit. Um, But uh, let's talk about the sports Plex. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, Good crowd Wednesday, not huge, but a a pretty solid crowd on the the second Chattanooga game. As you can expect, um, Chattanooga families and friends traveled out really well. Um, That's cool that they do that. They had a pretty big crowd, um, and for some reason, I don't understand why, but away supporters love to sit directly next to us and then get annoyed when we make noise. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, I, if I were in a way cl- going to an away game, I wouldn't want to sit next to their supporters. What's their main complaint? The bullhorn. So I, I did some more. I did a tool. I did some more. I did some more in uh, searching. Um, it does not sound like a Chattanooga fan complained. Okay. Um, what what seems to be the case is that Plex security were sorry the Plex management. Uh, there's a young lady that is um, works in the CFC front office who travels with the team who is the wife of a CFC supporter that I've become friends with on Twitter. Um, and he comes out to quite a few of our games. Well, he was there. She was there. She was down on the field. And at one point there was just a lull in the game. And Rod Underwood, their coach, was turned around and I yelled to him, hey, Rod, just so you know, th- this young lady that you're speaking with, we took her out to dinner before the game. Ooh. <laughs> and I see. Well, it's funny because it was standing like 20 feet away from her husband, who was also out to dinner with us before the game. <laughs> but Plex Security thought we were making fun of their staff and making lewd comments about their staff other than the coaches and the players, uh, which I can understand yeah, that. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. My gripe was that he came down and he started screaming at us and didn't explain his reasoning. He stormed off. And then 30 minutes later, he came back and sat down next to us and talked and apologized and explained. And I said, Oh, well this information. And he goes, well, we didn't, Myself and their fans didn't know that you know her. And I said, well, I'm glad you explained because now you've heard me explain it. And it made sense then. He let us take the bullhorn back out. 
Um, I think he was just, I I think it was his first, that, that particular guy, it was his first time working a Bobcats game. Yeah. So so I think he wasn't, wasn't used to the yelling and stuff. Right. Which is part of what we do, buddy. Yeah. And and, yeah. And like halfway through the game or halfway through the second half, when CFC scored the, CFC fans started coming into our section and sitting in our section and like getting in the way of us, which I thought was really fucking weird. Wasn't a fan of that, but I guess you do you. You're not afraid of that, but you're afraid of drag queens. Noted. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it was a good crowd. Um, I definitely think uh, the Bobcats really picked their uh, – Got their asses in gear for the second Chatta game, um, and I think the scoreline shows that. I think the, I think the stats really show that. Um, the first game was only the, one nil two, right? It was one nil, and then it was two one. But right. like I said, yeah, I think that, that first game, the first game, should have been much worse. Yeah, they should have drilled the Bobcats that first game. That was the way they were playing. The first game was PK, right? Yeah. Off yeah. Of fucking flop. We'll get into him later. Oh, yeah. Marcus Nagel stink. Yeah. Mark ass Nagel shits. Yeah, Nagel shits. I'm yeah. not saying his name wrong because he's mad and sassy. I like the, throwing, the tied tweet. And throwing wild yeah. accusations. The tied tweet I thought was pretty good. And he, he, did tweet rescind, was good. he rescinded the accusations. So yeah. can we talk about that a little bit? So we had a Knights didn't see that. I don't don't think. Say it again. I don't think the Knights saw that exchange. Oh, they did. I just don't. Well, I know um, Dan Creel did because Dan. I. So here's what happened. We had a banner that I I showed you guys um, that said uh, Marcus eats his corn the wrong way or the long way, uh, which is a reference to an old meme that went around of Michael Buble at a state fair and not knowing how to eat an ear of corn. So he's eating it straight on. So people were laughing at it in the crowd. We were joking about it. People thought it was funny. At the end of the match, I call Marcus over and I said, like, Hey man, good game. You, you're a hell of a player. And I said, "Um, will you take a picture with our banner? And he looks at it and he reads it. And he goes, what does that mean? And before I could say anything, he goes, do you mean like sucking cock? And I looked at him and I like, he saw my reaction. I was like, no, that's not what that means. I said, I I said, uh, it's a reference to a picture. And I like pulled the picture up and he goes, yeah, I don't like that. And turned and walked away. So I like went over to Dan Creel, which props to Dan Creel because, um, he got so annoyed with the way the Chattanooga fans were laugh, uh, were acting that he even came down and played drums, which was a ton of fun. He got on, he got on the snare. He was having a ball. Um, he was fired up. He was pissed off at the end of that game. So uh, when Marcus walked off, I went to Dan Creel and I'm like, I think he thinks that that banner's homophobic. And Dan was like, no, like, I don't even see how he could possibly think that. And then, like, I hadn't been, I wasn't pulled out of the soccer plex before he posted that. 
And he posted this thing that was like, oh, during Pride Month, I can't imagine. I saw like the, Yeah, you sent that the screenshot to it. <clears throat> so like I – I can I get how you could kind of come to that. Oh, yeah. Well, but. so then when in the chat I said like, hey, man, um, you and I had a conversation after the match where you told me that you were concerned about what the banner said and I explained what it meant to you or what it meant. Um, and you didn't want to hear my answer. And he text, he messaged back or uh, commented back with a screenshot of the Urban Dictionary answer to what it means to eat corn the long way. And my say? response was, so we're using Urban Dictionary to find our information now? And then I like kind of backed off and I like I talked to Jake. And I like called some other people and I was like, I'm not crazy, right? Like, what should I be doing right now? Cause I like wasn't sure if like I was kind of nervous. I was like, if CFC fans get a hold of this and start posting this, this shit's gonna get so much bigger than it needs to be. So then I commented, uh, then I started to get angry. <laughs> so I commented back and I was like, hey, Marcus, if you're so passionate about speaking up when you see things that you see wrong, you should speak out against Tennessee's choices to limit folks in the LGBTQ community. You should use your voice for good. And then within like 30 seconds, the post was gone. (laughs) So speaking up is where he draws the line. Apparently (laughs) it's a wild, wild ending right there. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, then he messaged and he was like, I shouldn't have posted that so quickly. I was upset after the game. People were people were taunting me. Um, and I and I just posted it because I was angry and I shouldn't have. Would you guys and I commented what, what back and I was like, you guys throwing at him early in the game? Literally just the same old shit. You're flopping all over the fucking place. Well, yeah. like a fish. Like we weren't, we weren't doing any. Like we weren't going down any roads that that haven't been traveled before. Um, uh, like so, I, and I said back to him, I was like, "Yeah, that was super shitty that you went that route. Um, I love it if you wouldn't have gone that route, but you did, and but now you've deleted it, so I can appreciate that." And we yeah. went back and forth for a while and talked, and uh, then we had some back and forth with. The post and the tide post and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought the pot, the tide post was uh, yeah. well liked. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the second half because that's where all the action happened in that CFC Bobcats match. So we have a Did Darwin, Darwin mean to put that in the net? No, definitely, <laughs> not. definitely not. That was just a good ball in. But it that's what he does, like man. That, that, let, let's say. All right, we, we said he didn't hustle earlier to an extent is what we said. Mm. But he does now have five goals for the Cats in, in season play. So shout Don't out to me. Don't get me wrong. Even if you didn't shoot that for the net, you still put a foot behind that ball that got that there and had enough force. Dangerous ball. In. That, that John Antoine couldn't handle that. Right. We need someone. We need our strikers to start getting on the end of Darwin crosses because they aren't doing it so far. Yeah, that goal was 110% Jean Antoine's fault. Um, that ball was on, on frame. That ball was exactly where it needed to be. He should have had that ball in his hands without with little to no issue. It went straight through his fucking hands. Happy to like, see it. 
if you watch that replay, hands are like this, ball goes between them. So, so that like was about what 60th minute, the Darwin goal? Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Um and <laughs> what? 56. 56. Okay. And then after that, there was a period of about 10 minutes where the I, I we were all very sure that the cats were gonna put another one in the net. They were firing hard, they were running hard, they were fired up. Um, I think that the youth of this team is temperamental. Um, and that's good when they're scoring and a nightmare when they're not. I think that as soon as that Naglashad goal went in, I think that it was just I mean, I could I I would have put money on it after the first Naglashad goal that there was going to be another goal of some format. This the Naglashad goal <laughs> was so well worked though. It it was um it was a very sexy little piece of attack. Oh yeah. Uh, combination play between three players, very quick. And then Mawape to Nagelstad was Yeah, it was a nice goal. It was a nice goal. And then they were they had the foot on the gas then, like you said, the cap yeah. backed off a little bit. So Four like minutes the, later the, Mawape puts a goal in. I would say eight to ten minutes after the Maryland goal, they were like shot, 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 firing one after another. Then I can't remember if it was a tackle at midfield or there was like some kind of break in play. I want maybe it was maybe it was Naglashad doing his in there. It might have been Naglashad doing his little fish impression. <laughs> they do say Norway has the freshest fish, so he's doing a Norway a Norwegian salmon impression. I get just like this thing, yeah. Um, which really, if you watch back, there was some he's. There was some back and forth to be fair, between Vaughn and there was some back and forth between Vaughn and some CFC fans. They were acting like he swung on that dude. He pushed him, and then I've seen the replay. It looks a little swingy. I'm not gonna lie. I think he goes like this into his back. Yes, he. I don't think that at all. He was claiming that he was struck in the head. No, uh, yeah, it looked like he hit his upper back. To me, so that break in play. I don't know if Rod Underwood made a comment and got the team fired up. I don't know if just the break in play gave them some some uh, a little bit of mojo. But they came out of that break and were hot and heavy, quick, short passes in the box around Sutton. I mean, Sutton did everything he could there, and and when the ball's pinging around in the box. There's only so much you can do. Wape was totally unmarked on that. Yeah. 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 There was there was nobody near him at all. So when it when it did come to him, it was just kind of like a tap in at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was still a pretty good hit into the side netting, but he he was wide open. That yeah. was also a nice combination play, too. It was a little one two between him and him and Marcus again, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I think that's what the frustrating part about Nagelstad is is he's super talented. Like I had made the the comment, I think Knights reposted the tide thing and said, you know, all oh, this is taking owning to the next level. I'm like, dude, come on. Like like the guys the Luis Suarez of Nisa and someone wanted to be like, "Oh, like the Is it Suarez the one who bit people?" Yeah. 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 yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and literally start biting people, Nagelstad. I'm in. 
Liverpool, he was notorious for diving, but he, um, someone from Chattanooga made the comment like, Oh, you know, like a generational goal scorer. That's quite the compliment. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad soccer player. I'm saying he's an asshole. Like it's just not, it's not needed. Like you're, you're too good for that. Just be a good player. You don't need to include yeah, all the yeah, other shit. Diving. And like, that's, that's the thing I've been getting back from CFC fans over the last couple of days of like, Oh, he gets pushed around so much. The only way he gets calls is if he falls down. Yeah. Okay. It is hard like, with no video repl- replay though. Refs do have it tougher out there than the, oh, uh, yeah. the ones we see on the old. Yeah. Telly. I'm not, I'm yeah, not in, in those instances. It's like, it's not really the ref. I mean, like the ref just sees him go down and, you know, you don't have VAR or anything like that, but yeah, he's, he's too good to do that. And with the, with the, that was the other thing I was saying to that Chattanooga fan is if he, didn't play on your team, you wouldn't you like would hate that shit. Right. Yeah. And, right. and on the same, you know, the other side of the same coin is if he was on the Bobcats, we'd be going, yeah, yeah exactly. Marcus got us a PK. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, like, there was a couple of points in that game <laughs> where, like, there True. was one point where one of their players got a yellow card, and the CFC fans are going fucking nuts. And I took the megaphone and I was just like, we also think that calls bullshit. But because it went for our team, we're pleased with it. Like that's just kind of how officiating in general one yeah. and officiating in NISA goes. They're shit calls. Hopefully they're for your team. Like yeah. the, yeah. neither official, even like even the center judge, no one was facing that that back and forth with Naglashad and the Bobcats player. Yeah. They didn't see that shit, but they called a yellow card on it because Naglashad was flopping around. Like so, that shit to me, like I'm just like, like Jake said, you're an excellent goal scorer. You're a top notch player. Up until this year, you've been a top notch player all around. This year, even your own supporters are saying that you're being a jackass. Is that the truth, though? They're really going that far. I've, I think I've, it mostly I've multiple people like, like, at the Plex this weekend and had multiple interactions with people on Twitter where they were some of their fans were even like, yeah, this year he's been chippy. He's been nasty. He's been disconnected like that because I, I said to one of them, seven. Like, how old is he? Twenty seven years old. Something 30, like that. Thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah, he's thirty two. Oh, shit. Oh, he's, at the end of his, he's at the end of his life cycle. It sounds like. Yeah. In soccer world. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get off of Mark-ass Nagel shits for a little bit more and talk God, about the difference. My favorite thing about you, Mike, is you're just so good at coming up with jokes. <laughs> no, this is uh, – I like when you do it on the red. fly at the soccer plex. Uh, do I come up with anything of, of value at the plex? No, no, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it makes me happy. Before before we move on from the, the Chatta game, um, Alex mentioned that he called me. Have you ever gotten a post-game phone call from Alex, Mike? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's great. Hey, 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 what, what are you doing? Uh, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> all right. All right. I have a question though, for both of you after two games against uh, CFC and the stars, how does Maryland beat the stars first? And then how do we beat Chattanooga? What are we missing? 
I think that there's I think that we're much closer to beating Chatta than we are beating oh, yeah. the stars. Yeah. I think that the stars have a system that like for some reason teams cannot penetrate that shit. Um I the stars game at home um from the stands I didn't see a lot of stuff that I was like man it looks like they can hammer this shit home right now. There were yeah, times against CFC start. where I was like, they can hammer shit home right now. I thought the difference between us and them was how clinical they were in the final third in the mm-hmm. second game for that 10-minute stretch. Like, yeah. We don't see – we don't that. have combination play like that in front of the goal as cleanly. That Jimmy second game was also – He did have a sick back heel earlier in the season that set up a goal. The, the first yeah. game against CFC, CFC dictated everything. The only reason they didn't score more is because they didn't try to score more. In the second game, it was a game of 10-minute windows. It was 45 minutes of just stalemate shit in the first half. Second half, you had 10 minutes of stalemate, 10 minutes of Bobcats, 10 minutes of, of Chattanooga, 10 minutes of shithousery. It literally, that's literally how the second half went. There were 10 minutes of the same shit where both supporter groups were like, this game's going to go 90 minutes with no fucking goals. Then there was a Bobcats goal. 10 minutes, they, they played their hearts out. They blew their load. They got <laughs> blasted by Naglashtad. Stop, dude. Phrasing. Yeah. Ass blasted. Blew their load. Um... They what got. Do you think? What? what? Do you think, Sorry, if you what you got you got more to say, go for it. I was going to ask Jake. I, that ten minute window was their undoing. It was just that ten minute window, and then, and then the, the go ahead, Jake. Oh no no no! I was letting you finish. You're good. The, oh, the she said. they went hey they they went full stars at the end of the game. At one point, I yelled to Rod Underwood. I said. Have you been taking coaching lessons from Stewart and George Yunkai? <laughs> and he turned around and he looked at me and he smiled and then he gave me a thumbs down and shook his head at me. <laughs> they played the last 15 minutes like the stars. Yeah. Laying down oh, yeah, any lead. tackle. So you do. Passing the ball out of their own end. Just pure shit asery. But I would I would have loved it if we were doing it. Yeah, absolutely. The um I think one of our main issues is you can see on teams like Chata what it means to have like a real number nine or like a, a number nine with professional level finishing ability. And, you know, we've, we've tried to go with Nico, Tom tried to go with um, Caleb, Caleb. And they're just not, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, Darwin, uh, looking disinterested and stuff like that, it's got to be kind of annoying when your when your crosses aren't going to anybody. We need somebody has to start finishing in that nine role. Yeah, and we have yeah, to. We need goals. Yeah, we have to have people start scoring. Like, and like as far as our defense, like our defense is playing well, but you know after a while of just getting pummeled, like balls are going to go in. Sutton is a fantastic goalkeeper, but there's only so much you can do when you're getting pummeled. Yeah. Like the defense gets tired, 
We miss Duke. We miss Duke because he, Absolutely. he was that link up between the defense and and uh, attacking players and covered the defense. I thought in kind of like a Tyler Adams type role and the way his the, his ability to take the ball away from people. Yeah, we miss it. I think we were a different team with him on the field. I'm excited Dude. for him to come back and for him to pa- pair with uh, R- Richard. Richard. Mm-hmm. Pierre. Duke. Duke is. Or at least the the games that I've seen him play in, like oh, where he's, yeah, we should, he's bringing the ball up, he's breaking right. lines like that regista role or whatever. That's what we need, like someone who can take the ball away and then also come deep, get the ball, and go. We have to start taking stress off of off of Darwin, which means we need we need obvious people needs to start scoring, and we need that uh, that deep lying playmaker role to step up as well. Yeah, but like you said earlier in the podcast. That that right side now is cooking a little better. Yeah, Toro and then uh, Wivel playing better too. So it's still early days. It is still early days. There's and the team has been trying a number of different things pretty regularly. So we'll, we'll probably see a squad start to formalize here in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we beat Chattanooga when uh, when we, when we play the next July nineteenth. Sweet. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not July a nineteenth at the Plex. You flying in for that one, Jake? Yeah, I'll uh, fuel up the PJ. But yeah, it's oh, not a. Good. <laughs> That'd be nice. It's not a doomsday feeling. Like I have complete faith in these guys to to get yeah. it there. Like they aren't. Like Cal's not a dummy. He's not going to get bummed out. Like he wants the team to win. But I think we're. Uh, I feel like those roles I was talking about, I think those are the, the roles that need to improve the most. Also, huge props to uh, the Bobcats for doing that video stream of Alex Cal mic'd up during training. Yeah, that, that show was awesome. Yeah. I want a live mic on like Jimmy Filerman or maybe a live mic on Kalen on game day running around at the black. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Give me. Give me he's up to something when, uh, when we're at the Plex. He's running around doing stuff. Yeah. So upcoming, we've got uh, the Unlucky Clovers coming to Maryland this weekend. Good. They've not been on good form. We're going. Um, I'll be there. I don't see that. I don't see that going poorly. Um, but I've been proven wrong before. Um, I think the Bobcats have to come out and hit hard. Um, they they need to hit hard right away. I wonder who's going to start in that number nine role. Is it Tom permanently? Um, I think Malik has been posted up there for a bit now. Um, I don't think that's a bad spot for him. He, I would like he, to see I mean, Caleb come back on because I thought he played well the first. I'd like to. I'd like to see Caleb. I would. I would have joy in seeing Caleb play at home this Saturday. Yeah, um, his family's always there. He's always done well at home. I think he struggles a little bit more away. Um, but I think I'd like to see him start. Maybe him in the first half, Malik in the second. I want to see like Iker Bustamante back in. Iker, wanna, too, yeah, he's got to see the field. And I really want to see Laculia fall into a to a striking role. I want to see Nick Laculia drop into a striker role. Let Darwin feed it in, get some long balls, stuff like that, and then get on the fucking end of it. He did it all through college. He's got to do it now. And I think I think if we get Caleb at that attacking mid, um, 
I, I think he could be a, a big threat. That's what he did. That's what K, uh, Caleb did all through college too. He scored off. Uh, off yeah, college. yeah. His his highlight reel is uh, very nice on Twitter. I liked it a lot. And then uh, the cats leave the state for the rest of June. So yeah, we actually have a busy June. It's uh, Albion away, LA Force away. Yeah. Am I reading this right? That it's a Thursday, Saturday. Yes. Back to back. Yes. That's just a healthy. What the hell is that? In what? seven days, there's three games, 10, 15, 17. Wow. But it's also Albion and Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's I mean, they are fourth and fifth in the, the table. They are fourth and fifth in the table, but they've both only won one game. It's because the it's the the, the schedule is so unbalanced right now. Or yeah, sorry, but at least doing, we're in regular doing. games now. Like, so we got LA Force seventeenth. Then we go a week later away to Gold Star, which is an interesting matchup away. And yeah. then yeah, we come home for all. a game against against Club to Club the, the, um, Driving Without a License. Yeah. And then we have an away game at Ron DeSantis World. We're <laughs> finally um, then, in the season, though. It, the early season was such yeah. a tease. It like yeah. kind of started, but it didn't really start till in earnest. Till I'm jazzed for September 7th or September, September 2nd. It's going all the way to then. September 2nd, baby. It goes all the way to mid-October. October, October 14th. That's a long season. Yeah. We still got a lot of season, fellas. It's it's way too spread out. Yeah. The um, like, like Jake's thighs when I call him after a soccer game. Aww. Way too spread out. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> The um, they're driving in the dark. There's three games in a row that is a that are when's the Club de Leon away at Meatball Stadium uh, is a Wednesday and then a Wednesday and then a Tuesday. That's just that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Chattanooga yeah, on a Wednesday is a funny one. Yeah, that's Chattanooga at home on a Wednesday is a funny Wednesday. game. I actually have not yet seen Chattanooga at the Plex. Isn't that crazy? You're a jabroni. Well, you said it. I'm uh, I'm least – how'd you rank – oh, um, a Bobcat sicko. You're probably, you are number one because you drive from Bumpuck, Maryland to the Plex every uh, cor- Wait, wait, wait. Don, BPS member, drives almost two and a half hours. What? From where? He drives from St. Mary's. Holy mother of pearl. The, the the game against LA Force, it was just me, him, and Dan Creel in the section. Or no, no, no. That was that wasn't the LA Force game. What game was that? It was the game before it. It was a it was a game where there was pouring rain. What I think I went that? to the pouring rain one, but I, I was with Abby. We Every game around. up until this week has been pouring rain. Huh. Don Don seems like the nicest human being that He's ever existed. Okay. Um, oh, it was the it was the, aura. it was the uh, it was the Michigan Stars game, the two zero loss. I, I went to that one. Him and I, I met. Yeah, you showed, you showed up later in the in the game with the the little one because we didn't mm-hmm. have the drum out. Um, she was but, disappointed uh, that you didn't have the drum. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Dad, where's the drum?" We're just we're a huge disappointment. Um, <laughs> she, she was disappointed in you, no doubt. Disappointing babies. Being threatened as homophobic, 
it's been a it's been a year for the whole Bay Brigade. Um, but uh, that game, Don and I both are driving and we're texting each other, and he goes, "Who all do you have with you?" And I said, "I don't have anybody with me. It's just me." And he goes, "Shit, I'm all alone too." <laughs> and we got to the we got to La Casita to get some food, and it's just me and him sitting there at the table, just <laughs> like. Three and a half hours uh, of collective driving. Grubbing, grubbing <laughs> pupusa. Uh, shit. Well, if the club doesn't thank you, Alex, I do. Ooh. Yeah. Supporting local, local soccer is important. Who the anyway. fuck knows anymore? Okay. Gripes. I got to Go ahead. I got to rant. Number one, um, anybody from CFC that had a problem with that uh, – that sign, you guys were sponsored by Chick-fil-A. Shut up. Um, also, as many of y'all know, um, I'm a pro wrestling fan. And uh, the Iron Sheik passed away today. So, in honor of him, I'd like to read six real tweets real Fuck quick. Fuck Hulk Hogan. First tweet, Fuck Hogan. Second tweet, Hulk Hogan. Whoa, 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 pause, pause, pause. These were not tweets that were made. During his era when he was in professional wrestling. No. These are tweets that were made within the last month by an old man. Well, yeah, like in, over the course of maybe five years, these are all different dates. But uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is not a jabroni. April Fool's Day, you fucking jabroni. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you are worse than the automatic 20% tip on a party six or more. Hulk Hogan, you are worse than an airport tuna sandwich. Hulk Hogan may have been a dumb, dumb son of a bitch in the ring, but outside of the ring, he was also a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to everyone except the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, Is that where Jabroni started? Yeah, uh, that's, that's where the Jake, rock got it from. So, Sheiky Baby, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. But the rock Jake, made him watch. The rock made Jabroni, uh, you know, put it in pop culture, I'd say. Yeah. Youngin. Um, Jake, did you watch the – have you ever watched any of the um, WWE, the uh, Buried Treasures? No. I it's don't an watch. A&E show where they, like, go with an old superstar to, like, find parts of their career. So, like, mm-hmm. they had Undertaker and helped him find, like, the original Phantom Mask and stuff like that. Like, they go to collectors' houses. They search for it. Yeah. The one that they had, the Iron Sheik, they had his club – like the the clubs he used to do the workouts with, yeah, and they had his loaded boots. Oh yeah, and it was so fucking cool watching that dude because he plays that character twenty four seven. Yeah, and it was so much fun watching him. Like this old fucking, he looks like a hot dog that was left on the roller at Seven Eleven for too long. He's just like crispy looking. It was mm. cool shit. Yeah, they had video of him walking into like a random Waffle House at like 60 years old carrying a belt he had made for him. And he just starts yelling at the waitresses and shit. <laughs> That's also how Jake enters the Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to enter a Waffle House. Right. Belligerent. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And demanding a waffle. Yeah. No, nobody eats waffles at the Waffle House. Cheesesteak sandwich or die. I'll go next, but I, I don't really know where I'm going with this except to say that Annapolis Blues start. They had like over 8,000 fans not that far away. 
why can't we do that? Like, we got to try to do that. That was amazing. What I think they did, this is this is my theory behind the Annapolis Blues and their hot start there, is they offered a season ticket. To and it was a jer. If you bought a jersey, you got a free season ticket, and they sold like three thousand of those. So then they just attracted people to the stadium, and now the tickets are under ten bucks, and they're just getting like mad, mad people. So we need we need that. We need to try to fill the plex. I don't know how to fucking do it. Don't ask me, but we got to try to fill the plex. We got to put some money into advertising. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. We love we just, love you, Kalen. You can't do it all, team. baby. He can't. He doesn't has, do a ton. Has anybody, like, handed out any sort of info with, like, the D.C. United games? No. As far as I know, they don't really do much outreach – in general, no. maybe outside of the youth, don't get me wrong. The youth academy is also awesome outreach. That's where, like, when they have the bigger nights, they mm-hmm. invite the youth squads in. So it is smart to build that way, and that's definitely like a grassroots street team. So it's not like they aren't getting the word out, but they could do more on like a day to day, week to week basis to try to fill the plex. Like, get a street team, have people flyering cars. Like, where they play at the soccer plex. If you go there on a Saturday or Sunday, there the entire lot is full. We're talking thousands of cars of soccer parents. Like somebody's got to be out there just sticking business cards on the on the windshield. And you could pay like you could pay an intern to do that. You know, I mean, you could do what what the old Bay Brigade doesn't just put stickers on things. Right. Yeah. Sticker. I mean, sticker there's sticker. not not a sticker on the back of a CFC bus. Or like order a bunch of. Uh, you know, custom ink shirts, like cheap ass shirts, and say if you buy a ticket to this game, you get a free shirt. Like people go crazy over that shit. Yeah, and your shirts everywhere. Like people like free shit too. Is the is the truth? Or yeah, you got to spend some money. You got to spend some money to get yeah. some back. Yeah. Right. Or or one game say, hey, Bobcats got the first thousand dollars at the bar. First thousand dollars tab Jesus is on Christ. us. Like, yeah, but it's cheap, <laughs> relatively speaking. Like. All right, you you can market that. If you say open bar for the first hour of the game, and an open bar would only cost you, especially with True Respite, you're probably only spending like $300, $400 for yeah. the amount of beer that's getting consumed. But it's like something yeah. you can market. Like They could do a kid zone on the other side with that little grass patch area like over my shoulder on this side. You could do like little gold. And like they need to do – they need to spend money on, on getting people to the stadium because it's it's happening, but it's not happening quick enough, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Full on rant, though. That's a full on rant. <laughs> so I, I, I got nothing. I still, I still think the big train thing needs to happen. I think that'd Screw be it. yeah. Bounce house at the half half bounce hour. house. There you go. Put a bounce house there. Put Make it right it on the happy. field. Fuck it. Adults <laughs> only bounce house. I'm tired of kids. Getting, I want to bounce house. So hear me out. First thousand at the bar paid for. Mike's Grill and Hot Dogs himself. That'd be great. Also, two bounce houses. One that is kids, one that is adults only. But you have to have a drink in your hand while you're in the bounce house. Mm-hmm. Sounds difficult. It'd have to be like a I went cup. to uh, – I saw a Newfound Glory concert in a synagogue, and I First drank beer. my beer out of a sippy cup all night long. We can get sippy cups at the Plex. <laughs> 
All right, Alex, what, what do you have for the uh, the dear listeners? If they're still hanging on now, I don't know what's I mean, going They're sickos. They're pretty good level sickos. Let's get some crowds. Let's get people in. There are people that care. Let's keep building. Keep growing. Uh, maybe Nisa won't die. Or maybe the Bobcats will make it out alive. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe that's the thing, though. Maybe Nisa will die. What, what else are you going to do? On a Saturday for ten bucks, yeah, like, it's a great time. I I, um, I have to get my friends out there with their kids because we honestly just have a great time because this whole area on the other side where you don't see fans, we just like run around all game, and I'll like sit on the bleachers and she'll just be kind of like dancing around on the other side. It's great. It's a great place to bring children and watch a game. Come we on, need out. to get her a bobcat costume. She's got the shirts now. She's whether it's whether it's the a bobcat like the animal a bobcat or a bobcat gold wave costume, it doesn't That'd, matter. It can be either one. Right. It'd have to be like um, an interpretation of a bobcat, so she didn't put anything on her head because she'd be like, no. "Nah." No, no, no. no. I want full. I want full mascot. <laughs> I want full two and a half foot tall mascot. That would be awesome. <laughs> Hear me out. Wait, wait, wait. Two and a half. Two and a half foot just sold me on something. Okay. We get the Micro Wrestling Federation to come do a match at the Plex. They're in Wilmington, Delaware in June. <laughs> I will really be at that. I will be at that event. Ask them. I'm, I'm a big Ivar the Micro fan. Yeah, yeah. We need halftime shows. Maybe that's how we really just, – yeah. That'd be a give, great start. Give, give your little one like I'll. I have these like foot and a half long sparklers. We may have killed Jake. <laughs> I have these foot and a half long sparklers for my wedding. I can bring a blowtorch. We can light them up, and she can just spin around at center field. That'd be a great show. I actually kind of want to see the guys that could, you know, break phone books in half. Imagine they came out <laughs> a bunch of strong men ripping phone books. <laughs> You're. You got to be careful. You end up with the, what were they called? Like the power team or whatever that were like, we're doing this for Jesus. And they right, right. That's the one I know. That's the one I, I know. <laughs> Just get, get the actual power team there, though. It would be. Oh, God. The, yeah. The, I, I don't know about. Uh, How about Bobcats youth team? The little people wrestling. On a small field. Sorry, go Jake. I just cut you off completely. Oh no, no, I was just I'm I'm still laughing about Alex's idea. The, <laughs> I, I, would, I, I wish idea. you could go by their old branding, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean that's I I didn't want to is I don't want to use the offensive term. Is is it little people? Is that the the the, the motion is one hundred percent just called micro wrestling federation? Jesus, right. It's based out of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, as you could assume. I've been there. I've been to Pigeon Forge. It's like, like a, a shitty version of Disney. We went to a uh, we went to a local luchador or lucha libre show here, and they had the ones like from uh, Nacho Libre. Like the they dress them up like little monsters. <laughs> They're chasing chasing a girl around the ring one time. I'll have to text you. Uh, they do this thing on TikTok. They call it the micro roll call where they all come out and they like say their name and do their catchphrase. 
And some of them are literally just WWE bits that are ripped off. So uh-huh. like they have Little Show, which is <laughs> Big Show. Um, they have Brock Jr. They also have a guy named Jamaican Joe that's definitely just Kofi Kingston. <laughs> um, Micro Jackson. It's a Michael Jackson impersonator wrestler. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Christ. Jeez. Oh, oh, but they also have Micro Tiger. Micro Tiger is a uh, luchador. And when he says his name, he goes, huh. They have they have a pretty big indie in Maryland that's, you know, not yeah, micro. MCW. Yeah, MCW. I have no idea what you're talking about. That and baseball. Baseball is just terrible. Oh, sorry. Well, so Are the O's special. losing yet? Are they losing yet? Yeah, they're starting to suck again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we suck again. Yep. Starting, starting pitching's coming back to haunt us. Yeah, because they suck and they don't spend any money. Yep. I mean, Angelos needed to do something with all that mesophilioma money. What, what the hell is me- mesophilioma? That's how he got all his money is he was like an ambulance chaser for the what's – the, what's the crap called that gives you mesophilioma? Asbestos? Asbestos, yeah. He had like the My, big action asbestos lawsuit. My school is full of asbestos. Right on. <laughs> you got a lawsuit on your hands, Alex. <laughs> That's not a joke. They're literally removing the ceilings in my classroom this summer to take down the asbestos. Awful. What's that line from uh, Step Brothers? When Derek tries to sell the house and Will Ferrell's painted blue and wrapped up in, in plastic wrap on the floor. And Chauncey Raleigh's like, he just died yesterday. It's the asbestos in here that killed him. <laughs> And then when they go to leave, he's like, eat shit, Derek. <laughs> uh, 